Good morning. You are listening to the WIS Waseca Intermediate School podcast, where we are interviewing and talking about different artists once a week. Welcome and have fun listening. Good morning, everyone. Here we are on episode two, um, and today we're going to talk with uh, one of my friend Adam Bertram. He's a, a award-winning tattoo artist from Oatana. He's done um, many of the tattoos that I have as well as my wife's. And uh, when it comes to black and gray work, shading, adding value, uh, making things look realistic, he's really top-notch. So uh, stay tuned. So, hey, good morning, students. Here we are, episode two um, of our podcast from WIS. Um, today, we have another local artist, Adam Bertram. Uh, he's a tattoo artist who, who's done quite a few of my tattoos, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have him with us here today. So, uh, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, man. Um, my name is Adam Bertram. I'm from Owatonna, Minnesota. Um, I've been tattooing at the Dragon's Lair uh, for 12 years now. Um, I have three kids, uh, 12, 5, and 3 of their ages. I'm married. Um, I love football, video games, golfing, and, of course, doing tattooing and art. Yeah, absolutely. You'd, you'd, uh, you'd be kind of disappointed in my daughter. She just got a gift from her godfather, CW. Uh, she got a Packers hat last night. Oh, my gosh. I know, <laughs> Man, I know. I support all football. I love it all. <laughs> I'm not biased. You're not biased on one the of them. Vikings are my team. Right. Know? Um, so you've been you've been working at the Dragon's Lair uh, twelve years. You said is that the only tattoo shop you've worked at? Um, I also worked at Cats Tats in Owatonna as well for about a year when I first started tattooing and kind of got my foot in the door. Um, oh. So you know, even things didn't work out, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, absolutely. Being around other artists, and that's what you know. I, I talked to. Do you know Ryan Kaplan? I feel like you guys are close to the same age. Uh, him, but I, I mean, you know who he is, face, but I know him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he was, he was saying kind of the same thing. Like it's weird going through the process of your career, like the different artists you run into and people you meet and how it affects you, affects what you oh, do, how yeah. you do I it. Mean, right now, even I'm still good friends with Kat, the owner of Cat's Tats and I've tattooed her and her husband and helped bring closure to a loss in their family with a dog that passed away and stuff. So cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of, and we'll get into that, uh, your tattooing, but I'm sure a lot of your tattooing, uh, it could, becomes personal for a lot of people. A lot of people want to have something committed, like, in time, you know, like a tattoo of a lost yeah. one or, or a favorite animal or even a favorite saying or something like that. Absolutely. Cool. It's very personal and intimate. Absolutely. So when you were young, uh, what did you find interesting in the arts or interesting about art? Um, I always just love the, the freedom of art and just being able to create what's ever in my mind on paper and just, just being able to just let, let it all out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, it's, it's really cool with art. You can do whatever you want, you know, there's no rules. Yeah, there's no rules. And I was thinking of that as today, and I'm sure your kids are doing it too, when they're doing this, uh, their schoolwork from home now, you know, Vera's doing math and she's taught a dip one way by her teacher, which is different from how I learned to do the certain math she's doing and 
but in math, there's still rules. Like there's still, it has to, this has to be your final project to be correct. Where in art, there is no like correct way really. Right. I mean, there, yeah, if you're trying to do certain types of art, yes, but I mean, you can, anyone can just start chalking up on the ground outside or whatever, you know, there's, it's however you want to let it, let it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And like, obviously how yeah, you get, you get more technical in your career. There's, there's definitely right and wrong ways to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely right and wrong ways, you know, uh, to work with different computer programs and stuff like that. To, but, but to just be creative. And like you said that, you know, just like a creative outlet, just like, let me just yeah. go for a while, kind of brain break uh, and relax with what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Absolutely. So, um, on our next question, did you have any teachers that inspired you in your school or, or, or even maybe uh, past that out of school, any artists that uh, really inspired you to go down the path you did? Yeah, so in high school, I had I had two art teachers. Uh, one was Mr. Sakura. I don't know if you know him or not. Oh, yeah. Me, me and uh, Ryan were talking about him on the last podcast because we both had him okay. as well. Yeah, he, he was just great. And I loved how he was just very encouraging and um I just really liked the way he taught in class, and, and he was kind of the first one to introduce me to a lot of computer graphic stuff, which I'm getting into more now as I'm getting older. Yep, yep. Um, and then uh, the other uh, teacher, I cannot seem to remember her name uh, for the life of me, but she was she was really awesome. She even she even opened up a second class for me. Uh, kind of made one up just so I could be in a computer class with her because she she wanted me to be in there with her. That's awesome. So um, she was another art teacher at the Oatana High School. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I would say uh, most of all my uncle, he uh, he's a, a really awesome artist um, up in Purim, Minnesota. Okay. But he actually designed uh, the, the bags for Barrel of Fun Chips. It's kind of an off-brand chip brand. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he designed the packages for those. So I always kind of admired what he did, and it was like the first time I seen that art could be done for a living. Yeah. Um, and he does a lot of like uh, wood. He wood carves like driftwood, and then he paints uh, like wildlife, like fish on them or lobsters. Oh done. wow! It's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. Airbrushes, and it's awesome. Cool. That you should. Uh, we should uh, try to after this. If you could, if you have any pictures of it, send me one, and I could put that up on our on our uh, Google classroom for our kids. Cause that sounds, yeah, totally. that sounds awesome. Totally get that for you. And th- yeah, that's, it's just so, uh, it's so crazy how, like you said, you know, Hey, I could do art for a living. Like my buddy, um, he designs like packaging for toys companies. And uh-huh. it's like in, when I was in high school, I never would have thought, Hey, I can like use my art, art skills to design packaging, or I can use my art skills yeah. to design like pens, like something totally simple. Yeah, I, I'm- everything we have and use today so i mean even if you wanted to just like make cabinets for a kitchen you there's artistic talent in that you know i mean yeah. you have to be very precise and uh in design and all that so it's so many outlets of art you can use yeah absolutely yeah it's not just you know i, I feel like in class a lot of times we get and we're trying to get away from that this year you get pigeonholed into like painters or sculptors or like kind of the yeah. classic arts when it's like, you know what, these painters probably used their skills even back then to design w- walking paths or gardens or like waterways or, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's exactly. such, it's such a big, massive um, thing to encompass when you think about how artists think. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really focusing on this year is we have these eight habits of art in class or the habits of way artists think. And that's what we're focusing on is like, 
you don't have to say I'm good at art or I'm bad at art or um, I'm a painter or sculptor. You can just think like an artist. And that might be yeah, exactly. that might be uh, working on car engines. That might be, uh, like you said, designing cabinets in a house. You know, there, there's so many yeah. things out there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all around us. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's anywhere. It's everywhere. Absolutely. Um, so uh, our next question here, what type of art uh, do you do these days? And, and I know you're a tattoo artist, and we'll get uh, into that a little more, bit more after the break. Uh, mm-hmm. But along with tattooing, like, what's your favorite medium? What do you like to work with? Because um, when I was in your shop, even a lot of the other artists, um, I don't know if the one guy's there that was like designing skateboards. He had some really yep. cool, cool stuff. And so what kind of stuff yep. do you like to do outside of just tattooing? Oh, I've, I've really fallen in love with using charcoal. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of, of freedom with it and you can really, <clears throat> you know, you can really play with your original sketch. Um, Cause it just moves so easy. And, and I love like the heavy, heavy black contrast and things like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You can kind of like, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that the baby Yoda that I posted on, on your thing was done in charcoal. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of an example of, of how dark black you can make stuff and how nice and light you can have other areas, you know? Oh yeah. You can use that contrast and you can really fill it in. And, and I've had quite a few kids experimenting with pastels and chalks this year and a lot of students um they really like the you gave me those prints of the there's a couple of a skull and the one with kind of a pink rose um and yep. they were like on, yep. a, on a tan paper and i like that yep. too that that tan colored paper for the background so uh those of you listening that have seen those uh, by where we line up uh, this is the guy adam who who drew those so um those weren't the actual right. drawings but they were the prints of them so right. so yeah uh I, I like that too. Um, anything else you're kind of into? You, you hit a little bit on uh, the computer or the, like the graphic side a little bit. Yeah, I've been I've been doing uh, some of the iPad work, and I have a, a one I sent you as well with the Jason Voorhees drawing. Yep, uh, that was done on Procreate, which is only a ten dollar app on the iPad. So it's um, I, I think ninety percent of tattoo artists probably use that app right now for tattooing. It's uh, but I mean, it can be done with any types of art. I mean, it's incredible how much they have for brushes. And so that's on a, that that's stuff. an iPad app that anyone could get. So so a student at home could get it uh, during this time where we're all stuck at home and 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 mess around with it. Yeah, yeah, it's an, it's incredibly fun, and they have a nice tutorial to go through. Plus, there's tons of videos on YouTube that that show you. It's really simple how they break everything down and. Um, if they've ever used Photoshop, it's it has like layers and things like that, so it's it works kind of the same. Okay, so you can kind of build it's a stuff lot more up. Simplified, you know. Yeah, and that, and that's why I kind of feel like we use a program called Tinkercad for 3D modeling, and there are way more complex programs out there. But I feel like you got to kind of take baby steps in any kind of art form. You got to really develop your craft oh, and, and figure out how to work through it. Overwhelming really fast. <laughs> yeah, and because I you want to. You know, you want to jump to the big stuff and you just can't to really do that. Yeah, you want to, you know, you want, it's just like uh, playing basketball. You know, you want to play the game. You don't want to work on dribbling and, and passing and shooting. You want to play the game. Right. So so in art, I feel like a lot of times we got to slow down and really develop our craft, really figure out how to move through each step um, in order to be successful at it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we're uh, gonna, I also, yeah, uh, go another one too that I've been learning recently, which I think is super fun, is uh, using an airbrush. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, I did a little airbrushing um, at the high school. They had them. Uh, Mr. Score yeah. kind of had them hid back in a cabinet, and I, I poked one out one time. Um, but I didn't mess around a lot of it. 
uh, quite a bit, but but you've used it quite a bit. Um, I just did that one. I've done two two uh, paintings with them. I did that uh, Grim Reaper one that I sent you. Yep. Uh, that was all airbrushed with a little bit of acrylic paint for the whites, but uh, just so loose. I just loved I loved it so much. It was really fun and it's fast too. That only took me about an hour. Oh wow! You know? And then I mean, and then I spent maybe another hour and a half or so doing white highlights and like touching things up. But it's really fast, and I like that sometimes. I think that's why I like charcoal too because it's fast. Yeah, because I think I think anyone, especially students listening, and I'm, I'm sure you guys can uh, can kind of relate to this sometimes it gets really frustrating because you do got to work slow if you want to do a yeah. good job sometimes you feel like you gotta take your time well sometimes it's better to have a big old canvas a big brush and get wild with it or like use yeah. an airbrush or chalk or something like that awesome yeah, that's a nice break from the five hour eight hour paintings you know absolutely all right uh class we're gonna take a break here and we'll be back in a little bit with adam uh to talk a little bit about uh his tattooing Hey guys, this week's uh, break commercial is brought to you by the habit of uh, engage and persist. And this is a big one right now to engage and persist with these problems we're having, whether you're trying to find something, whether you're trying to work with a specific medium, uh, you need to engage and persist. Think like an artist, work through that problem because that's what artists crave. All right, class, uh, here we are. We're back with Adam talking about uh, being a tattoo artist um, and using that to, to make a living, right? To be an, to be an artist uh, and to make a living at it is hard these days, but you really found a good niche. So uh, can you explain to us what might a typical uh, day look like for you or, or a typical meeting with a client? If someone comes in and they're like, hey, man, I want a tattoo. What's that look like for you? All right. Well, normally um, I, I don't have too many people come into this uh, to set up appointments. I usually do a lot of my work online uh, okay. just so I can have all their stuff referenced uh, in a folder or a file. You know, I can just type in their name. Stay organized. Uh, yeah, but uh, for the most part, I'll get to work at about 10 a.m. Uh, and I'll start prepping and designing their tattoo then, which uh, most tattoo artists are very bad procrastinators. So, <laughs> I mean, most artists, I think, are bad yes, procrastinators. Yes, I agree. Like, um, so, but usually I give myself about two hours. I normally start at about noon. Okay. Um, tattoos usually typically for me go between five to eight hours on a normal day. Okay. Um, so, uh, I make most of my designs on the iPad and, and I'll do, I'll, I'll have my design and I'll make like a, a simple line sketch for a stencil. Yep. And then what I'll do is I'll run that through a, a Thermofax machine, which makes a copy of my line drawing into a, a temporary tattoo, basically. Of my like like a, kind of like a sticker of your line drawing? Yeah, almost like a sticker, yep. And, and I'll put a skin prep on there, which will, it will um, transfer that line drawing onto their skin. And then I basically trace over that with my tattoo machine. Okay, so a lot of... And then, oh, go ahead. So a lot of... The, the prep work, a lot of getting to know the person, uh, hey, I want to get this, you know, motorcycle tattooed on me. Here are some references. They might shoot you some references. Then you're going to yeah. render something up on your own. And then so for you, really, the, the biggest design part is the drawing. It's not necessarily yeah. the tattooing. Uh, you got to right. have this nice, yeah, solid no, plan. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, 
the design is, is more important. I mean, it's obviously both are important, but right. what makes me the most nervous and makes my day the hardest is the design, not the tattoo. Right. Cause you want the, cause you uh, want the person, I mean, this is on their skin forever. So you gotta, there's gotta be some pressure there that they might look at it and go, absolutely. Oh, Adam, I didn't, this isn't what I wanted. Or yeah. like, like me, when I come in, I, I show you like, Hey, here's three or four flowers idea. I trust you. I like you as an artist. You do great work. You pick what right. looks the best. You know, and that that's how I I see a lot of yeah, artists is you as ha- I've grown as an artist and I've been tattooing for longer, that trust with my clients has grown as well. Absolutely. Uh so before people would drop stuff off for me and they'd be really nervous that I haven't drawn their tattoo yet before noon, you know. Right. I, they would be like, You haven't started drawing my drawing yet? Well, what are you I'm like, Don't worry about it, but yeah. Uh, now I've gained the trust of everybody, so it seems like people more would just like to give me very rough ideas and just let me, uh, you know, go to town and do whatever I think would look best. You know? Yeah, because you're, I mean, you're the professional and I know even a few times I designed a tattoo and I brought it into you and you're like, well, if we make this eye bigger, if we make this design, it'll, it'll look better. And it totally did. Right. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I'm, and I'm someone. Aesthetically pleasing to the, um, to people's eyes. I mean, I look at tattoos and study tattoos every single day on Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, you know, obviously I'll, I'll have a better idea of what's going to look best, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're the professional, you know, if, if someone hires, uh, you know, in one of our future podcasts where I'm talking to Michaela Selvig, she's a photographer, people hire her because they know what her photography looks like, you know? So people yeah. come to you uh, and I've, re- I've referred quite a few people to you, uh, because I know your black and gray and your shading is phenomenal. So, it's they come to you because they know how good you are you know what i mean and i think uh, yeah, i think but that takes time you know what i mean yeah absolutely a long time 12 years yeah. <laughs> uh you know and i don't think until about year six uh is where i really started to you know get some ground under my feet and feel confident and mm-hmm. as after year six i think the confidence just started to build more and more um you know, but it does it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice um so that's, yeah. that's something to think about. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And, and, and it's permanent. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure there's tattoos you did on people earlier in your career where you're like, Oh man, I, <laughs> uh, <lots. laughs> I need to redo that. Yeah. Lots. For sure. So we get, luckily they're all buddies and they're all okay. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. You're like, what the heck Adam? But yeah. Your buddies let you, let you practice on them a little bit. So, so yeah. you're, you're going through this with a client, you got the stencil out now, you got the stencil on them. So then what, what comes next when you're working with someone doing a tattoo? Uh, so I'll usually have a reference photo of uh, my design, either of drawing I did or, or a realistic image of something that they wanted, like a lion face or something. Yep. Um, and what I'll do is I'll just put marks on my stencil of where I want shading to stop and start. Okay. Um, and I will just eye my design and I will just try to get it as close as I possibly can uh, using a shading needle uh, to, to make blends and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you got, so like, so for, you have different needles, some are for doing lines, some are for adding value. Yep. Um, some are for filling in solid black. Some are for shading that give you a little softer edge to them. There's, there's, I mean, 200 different needle configurations, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that's uh, got to so be a, just whatever you like. That's got to be a massive learning curve too, to figure out which, which, you know, we talk about that too in class, like what material is the best to use, which brush is the best to use to paint this type of line. You got to know, yes. 
not only what type of uh, needle, but you're going to need to know like how I'm guessing, like how dense the ink is too, right? Because you can like lighten ink or darken ink. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we add a little bit of uh, witch hazel or uh, purified water into our inks to dilute them a little bit and you can get different gray washes, they call them. Okay. Uh, it's almost like, you know, with pencil, there's like a seven different types of shades. Yep, and my fifth, yeah, my fifth graders, we just got done with that using all the different drawing pencils, yeah. Normally with tattooing, there's some artists I've seen that use like 12 different blacks, you know, but oh, wow. uh, for the most part, they'll usually use a, a full cup of black, a three-quarter cup of black, a half cup of black, a fourth cup of black, and just like a couple drops of black, and then you fill up the rest with your witch hazel or purified water. Okay. Uh, so it'll just give you, you know, four, four or five different shades instead of seven, but basically cool. kind of use the same concept. Yeah, kind of build them up. So, yeah. uh, so after you're working with this person, you're shading, you're tattooing, um, and how is it for you? Is it kind of, uh, did you have to build up like endurance? Cause I'm thinking if you got to sit for, for five to eight hours tattooing someone, it's gotta be kind of intense for you too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that from the start, you're not asked to do 10 hour tattoos, you know, I yep. mean, you're normally just doing small stuff uh, throughout the day, one to two hour tattoos. And then over the years, you'll jump to three to four hour tattoos and, and so on. So like you said, building endurance, I think just happened over the years, yep. just kind of get used to it. And now a five hour tattoo seems like a very short day to me. Right, you know, but to somebody just starting out, that would be a lifetime. Uh, yeah, but, for sure. I'm thinking if I got to sit yeah, down and even do a pencil drawing for five hours, I would get me. I get yeah. kind of antsy. Like that's like too long. But but I can imagine. That's what I tell people a lot when they've asked me if they could be a tattoo artist or if I would teach them. I said if you can sit down and just draw for three hours every day straight, then you know you have a good chance because you got to even do it longer than that. You know, right. Yeah, it's not just tattooing. I'm also usually before I go to bed. It, there's a like a good two or three hours where it's heavy on my mind of how I'm going to design everything. Yep. And then in the morning when I wake up, it's on my mind. And then when I get to work, I have to start designing. And then I'm right. tattooing till eight o'clock at night. It's a you know it's a yeah. full full it, day. It's a thing. it's a grind, and you gotta. I feel like you know class Adam really has to envision. So when we think about the habit of envisioning thinking of the final product, you have to envision each step in your mind. I got it. I'm thinking about this at home. Now I got to start drawing and design it. Now I got to pick my right inks and my right needles. Now I got to decide how am I going to go through this tattoo? You know, what area is done first, what area is done last? Uh, because yeah, that's a really good way to explain it, it, it's so per it's so permanent. Like it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, throw this canvas away and do another one. It's right. It's, it's like black or yeah, white. Yeah. Like, and you have to do what you can. I mean, and of course, there are mistakes that happen in tattooing. I mean, yep. we're all human, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I've definitely had a, a couple of mistakes throughout my career. Um, not in a long time, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you just you have to learn from them uh, just like anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Learn from your failures and kind of move through those. And I'm sure over the years, too, just like any single person who does any kind of uh, artistic work, you figure out ways to hide a little mistake. So you, you move, Absolutely. you move, a, you, you, yeah. you went a millimeter too far in this line. You're going to shade that in to blend it into something else. And, and I'm sure you've done um, cover up tattoos as well where people have yeah, had. I've a, covered up my own tattoos before. 
Okay, yeah. So old uh, tattoos. Just because they, they got old or whatever, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's for students who don't know, like sometimes your tattoo will fade or maybe you just don't like it anymore or maybe at the time you loved it, but now you change something changed in your life, you don't want it anymore. A tattoo artist right. can be hired to to cover it up and put some sort of new tattoo over the top. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, which is a challenge as well because you basically, what I've learned is that you have to use, you have to find a shape in the tattoo. Right, oh yeah. You have to work with that shape to design your new tattoo. Uh, it's, it's very challenging. I'm not the best at it. My boss is very good at it, but that's what he's taught me for the most part is to find the shape. Find that shape. So if I got old Daffy Duck head on my arm and I want to turn it into a flower, he's going to incorporate that head somewhere into a petal or somewhere into something else yeah. where we break no longer it, see break it. it up. You know, you, you really want to separate, use a design that separates your old design so it can be broken up so you can't find it. Even if you can still see it, you can't yeah. find it. You know? Right. Absolutely. All right. We better keep cruising on here. I knew this would happen with you and me. We'd start talking and yeah, getting off of a little task a little bit. Um, so uh, could you tell us, I mean, I'm sure you have thousands, hundreds of different stories. I mean, I know you go to different conventions and I know you've won uh, different awards for tattooing and you've met just, just, you know, really famous tattoo artists and stuff. Uh, do you have an interesting story you could share with us uh, that you've had through tattooing? Well, um, I don't know if it's that interesting, but, uh, you know, I really love tattooing because it gives you an opportunity to turn people's crazy ideas into fun pieces of art. Yep. Um, I've tattooed a Lego character on somebody uh, in a Navy outfit to represent a family member that had passed away, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's a very unique way of doing it. Um, I also have done... Um, uh, toilet paper, a roll of toilet paper on somebody before, <laughs> which is relevant right now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was for a family, you know, she came up with this idea that she wanted a, a roll of toilet paper on her, a uh, Folgers coffee can and a quarter. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do with yeah. that? You know, but, uh, her reasoning was behind it when she was younger, she used to go cruise the strip in Otana and she would have to. Uh, use her grandpa's bathroom, so they'd have to stop it there, and they'd have to put a quarter in a Folgers can to take <laughs> the toilet paper. Uh, so it was her so way. It was her way of remembering that. What's that? It was her way of remembering that. Yeah, and I just think it's so it's so cool, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the stuff that people come up with, and, and how I have to try to turn that into something that's fun to look at. And it it's actually one of my favorite tattoos, and she gets tons of compliments on it. It's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure there's. Uh, I'm sure there's some that, that you then come out amazing and they're one of your favorites. And then there's other ones where you're like, this is cool, I guess, but it might be that person's favorite thing they've ever gotten. Yeah, for real. I mean, yeah, because they're all so meaningful to each individual, you know, I mean, uh, which I really love about what I do. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say another one I yep. had to do was my friend, uh, his friend was vegan and he bet my buddy that he couldn't go vegan for a month. Okay. And they worked at a pizza joint. Okay. And my, they, my friend ended up losing. Well, they each got a piece of pizza tattooed on them, and one had a sign that I lost, and one had a sign that said I won. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was funny. So, be, so vegan, so they're like, can't eat meat for, uh, is yeah. it, is it can't eat meat or anything from an animal if you're vegan? Right. Oh, yep. Man, that'd be, that'd be really hard for me. That's awesome. And, and you've done, I mean, I know when I've been in a few tattoos, you told me like you've uh, tattooed uh, like a professional football player 
Um, you've, you know, yeah, tattooed. Yeah, I forgot about, I don't know why I didn't bring that up, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. People, people come to you from different places and, and I feel like, uh, you're at a spot in your career now where, where when I see your work, I recognize it as yours. You don't even have to put your name on it because especially, really cool. especially with your, your highlights, right? You had these little white highlights on a lot of your shading and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, we talked about this while we were, while you're tattooing me before, you know, to, to find your stamp, to find your niche. Um, and I think, yeah. I mean, I think you've really done it. And like I said, anyone who I know that who wants, uh, especially anything in black and gray, I always say, go to Otana, Adam will, he'll hook you up. He knows what to do. Yep, for, for sure. So, so Sorry, my son here. no, that's all right, man. I know I got four <laughs> kids too. So, uh, so this one's uh, kind of an interesting question. What type of art are you not that into? Um, well, people say I'm really good at it, but I am not that big into doing full color pieces of art. Okay. Um, even on paper, I mean, I did that rose, you know, it yep. turned out really good, I think as well, but I think I never really took the time to learn, uh, the correct way of doing color on how to blend certain colors and warm colors and cool colors. Yep. Um, so I just really struggle with it and I question everything I'm doing as I'm doing it. And I just, I try to stay away from it for that fact. Right. Yeah. We are, we are listening to an artist, um, in my eighth grade class talking about like art is practice and we practice. So we have confidence and then we get confidence in the art from that practice, you know? And like you said, if you, you feel like, well, I never really learned a lot about it. Um, and that can kind of steer people away from it. People don't want to, you know, really dive into it. And then, but you always, always, I would think have to think about, I do this for a living. So I'm going to yeah. really get good at, you know, like I said, you know, and it screws me if, if, if you think, if I'm wrong, but I think like, that's kind of your niche, isn't it? Like the black and gray, the shading. Yeah, uh, I would say I work. focus pretty heavily on it. I I had told artists a long time ago that I knew that that's what I was going to be known for, and that's what I wanted to be good at. And, um, but yeah. man, I have done some really really nice color tattoos too. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I just I I really struggle while I'm doing them. And I don't like that feeling. Right. I, I'm just worried I'm going to screw something up for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like, I feel like, uh, if you want to have like a long career, you want to find that good niche, uh, you know, yeah. and it's just like, it's something just like that people come to you for you they, know? exactly. They come to you for it. And they, that's just like the, that artist, you know, that you used that Arlo that you said you're inspired by yeah. too. You see his work and, you know, and I think you told me one time that he designs it all on a computer first. So, mm-hmm. so then he's pretty much, you know, he photoshopped it. Now he's pretty much just copying what he photoshopped. Again, the biggest part for him is is probably the photoshopping. Then he has the talent to put it on skin. And exactly. when I look at his Very work, talented. yeah, when I look at his work, I know it's his right away. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and I think everybody that, in the world knows it's his right away. Yeah. And I think that's every artist's goal is I want people to come from near and far to me because I'm good at portraits or I'm good at old yeah. school tattoos or I'm good at color or I'm good at watercolor tattoos, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, yeah. And I grew up uh, what we call kind of a street shop. Yeah. Uh, so it's like we kind of just take on anything that comes in the door. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm very versatile. I mean, I can do a lot of different types of tattooing. I mean, uh, which is really nice to have in my in my bag. But I, I would really like to just just do 
all black and gray stuff. You know, that's yep. just what I really, really gravitate to. Yeah. Well, lucky, lucky thing you're young. You got a long career ahead of you. You can kind of. Oh yeah, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> that's what I love about this too. It's, it never stops. Right. Uh, so if you were not an artist, if you weren't a tattoo artist, uh, what do you think you'd be doing? Well, so there's a couple things that seem really weird, but I think that I would like to be a, a therapist or a dentist, maybe. Okay, and yeah. That sounds very strange, but there are <laughs> things that I feel like relate to what I really love about tattooing, and that's that's having that personal connection with my clients. Yep. And the self-gratification that comes immediately after doing a tattoo, you can see the joy in people's faces. And I think that's why I love what I do so much because I get to see their expressions immediately. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's immediate. And being a dentist or a therapist, you know, you get to see the progress you're making and you know, yeah. how much you change somebody's life. You know, I, I just think that's really cool. Yeah. That, that personal connection that work, you know, you're, you're a people person, you know, and, and I, I feel like any, any tattoo artist, especially if you're, I'm going to sit by you for eight hours while you do a tattoo. Yeah. You got to be able to talk with them. You got to be able to tell jokes. You got to be able to, Absolutely. you know, you, your shop, you guys got to get personal with them and yep. get to know them. And, and uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not all like that. I know tattoo artists that are not like that, but, uh, for the most part, I think a lot of artists are very people person. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been in your shop, you know, and there's always, uh, you know, the next tattoo artist over is talking with you and talking with me and there's a movie going on and it's a very relaxing Relax. atmosphere yeah. atmosphere. And very you guys did, you, I mean, you never feel that's the thing. People come in and they get kind of nervous and they're, uh, you know, they don't know what to do or say, but once you start to get to know us all, it's very chill, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you guys did a nice remodel in your shop over there, and it's very welcoming and yeah, relaxing. We're remodeling right now, too, again. So. Oh, nice. Always changing. Yeah. How many guys work in your shop? Uh, we got four. We have three guys and one woman. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so wrapping up here uh, in, our, in episode two, uh, what advice would you have uh, for any beginning artist? Uh, I would. I would just say to keep practicing and always be open to constructive criticism. I, I think that's so important. Uh, it's hard to take criticism sometimes, but it's it's going to help you out so much uh, instead of just getting frustrated and just getting mad because you think they're wrong. You know, most of the time they're right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so like, so, uh, cr- so criticisms, anyone, you know, kind of giving you their opinion, kind of t- yeah, telling you, I mean, you know, everyone's opinion uh, matters because you're doing art to to please other people. So you want you want to hear good things back. You know, right? Well, and- uh, so any ideas you can get, uh, people will give you new ideas. It's not like you have to do that, but it's always good to consider it and, and to look it over. Yeah, get someone else's point of view. And I feel in your career or in your job being tattoo artists, uh, even more so than some or other art professions. Um, you have you have to make the customer happy in the end. Exactly. You know, what I mean, if yeah, I, exactly. if I'm designing a commercial, uh, you know, like Ryan on the previous episode designed some commercials. If if McDonald's or Xbox doesn't like the commercial, they just throw in the garbage and find a new artist. You know, what I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. and when someone gets done, if they stand up and start crying and are mad with what you did, uh, that's probably not a good day. And I'm sure that doesn't happen yeah, very often. Uh, but you, 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 uh, you know, where if you make a painting or drawing at home, it's for your enjoyment or to show your family, um, and they can, they can critique it. But 
if you're doing yeah, a tattoo or on, if you're doing like freelance art you know yeah. people will buy your stuff because of what you do specifically i mean which yeah. is when you're tattooing you find that as well but uh you know if you're working for anybody you're being hired to make them happy so you, you have to try to do what what they like as well you know yeah absolutely and that and that always cracks me up you know I, you know we're friends on facebook and stuff too and you post stuff and you post videos and I love checking out the work. And it's so funny how sometimes you'll just make a sketch at home and then someone will be like, Hey, can I come in and you tattoo that on me? And yeah, it, I know. <laughs> it's so interesting. Cause it's like, for me, it's for me, all my tattoos are like, have a personal meaning, which I feel like a lot of yeah. people do, but I feel like a lot of other people just like to have cool art on their skin too. Yeah. Tons. I, I mean, tons of people at tattoo on just, uh, they just like to have something that I drew personally just because I drew it or, yeah. I mean, I have a guy that got tattooed at the shop. Um, he got a T-Rex on his butt cheek with a, with a little like toy grabber. In his hand. <laughs> I don't even know what that's for yeah. because he has short arms, you know? Yeah. He just thought it'd be fun, fun to do. Just goofy. Yeah. Oh man. This is funny. Gotta be a great gig. All right, uh, man. Another thing I would recommend yeah, too is just being always open to, uh, to any, types of art i mean be open to learning at all like like i said i struggle a lot with color and i just wish i would have paid attention a little bit more in school uh because it would have really helped me now today you know yeah. you really never know what you're going to be doing in the future so yeah kind of be be but, well be well-rounded be like a renaissance yeah, man or woman yeah be a sponge i like that yeah don't get stuck in just what you're comfortable with try it all yeah see what feels yeah, good for real all right, cool, man. Thanks for uh, chatting with us today. This has been fun. And uh, yeah, Kit, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Take her easy. All right, everyone. That wraps up episode two with Adam Bertram, um, our tattoo artist. Um, thanks for listening today. Make sure uh, that when you're done, you discuss it from with someone at home. And this week, uh, there's no need to... Uh, do the reflection piece. So have fun with it and we'll catch you next week.